I think it's one of these funny things where, you know, recruiting is a marketing exercise in both ways, right? So if you want to be recruited, you know, how are you presenting your personal brand? If you're a company recruiting talent, how you present your personal brand? Think about it this way. Think about how, um, you know, if you were using a dating app, right? Uh, you know, would you pick a picture that didn't you didn't feel represented you in the best way? If you wrote a description of yourself, would you say, hey, I'm middle-aged, going gray, slightly overweight, you know, and um, I like to go to the gym, you know, maybe once a week, but I really don't go regularly. Like you probably wouldn't portray yourself that way. And so think about your personal narrative and how you want to portray that LinkedIn is a platform you know, by which obviously we're making personal connections, but you have an opportunity to present that brand that you want to put out there. And so, you know, thinking about how do you want to be seen, you know, rather than putting stuff in as a placeholder, you know, use some adjectives, describe yourself, describe what you like to do. Um, you know, business sometimes really sanitizes, you know, words that are kind of have emotional connotation, but like, you know, it's okay to say what you love and it's okay to say what you like. You know, it's, it's okay to share what you did that really gave you like a lot of satisfaction. It helps to add the, I think the third dimension to personality. So like, you know, you look at a computer screen, it's two dimension. And the third dimension is how you describe your personal brand through imagery and words, and basically put yourself out there in, in a truthful, but best light. Welcome to What Are We Talking About? a podcast produced by Water Online. Hosts Jim Laurier of Maisie Injector Company and Adam Tank of Transcend Water, a dynamic boomer millennial combo, will help you demystify how to build a better brand for your business, keep current and prospective customers engaged with your company, and ultimately grow your sales. They interview some of the most interesting and unique water professionals who have used the art of storytelling to move the needle for themselves and for their organizations. So today's guest is Austin Myerman. He is the principal and founder of Hunter Crown Recruitment, a recruiting agency that typically focuses on the water industry. And Austin, we've known each other for a long time. I mean, you, you've presented candidates to my companies that I work for. You've introduced me to some opportunities uh, that I might be interested, that some people in my network might be interested in. And then you've used me as kind of a sounding board due diligence. If you've had some candidates to uh, that you wanted to find out what what their reputation was in the industry. So, you know, it's been a long time uh, 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 working together and, and uh, relationship. And so welcome on to the- It was the, before I had any gray hairs, you know. <laughs> That tells you how long it's been, right? Yeah, 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 yeah that's right, that's right. <laughs> and Austin, I've gotten to know you through, primarily through your presence on LinkedIn over the last handful of years, probably two, three years, yeah. Yeah. Um, and have been consistently impressed with your ability to deliver value first before asking for anything in return, and that's a large part of the brand that you've built. So let's start there. Let's talk a little bit about owning your personal narrative and your brand online and how that benefits you as a water professional or potential folks that are in the industry. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. So that's something you're kind of hitting on a point we talk with talent about, which is you, um, you know, own your personal narrative and, you know, people have a resume and, you know, they're telling the story as if there's authority over them, you know, like, you know, I did this, I did that, whatever else, almost reiterating their job description. 
which doesn't really focus much on results and doesn't tell me much about you as the person. And so, you know, and, and this can be a lesson that people take a while to learn. Some people pick up on it earlier and that's, you are in control of your personal narrative. You have a sovereign right to that, you know, and, and online, you know, I, I think it's one of these funny things where, you know, recruiting is a marketing exercise in both ways, right? So if you want to be recruited, you know, how are you presenting your personal brand? If you're a company recruiting talent, how you present your personal brand, think about it this way. Think about how, um, you know, if you were using a dating app, right? Uh, you know, would you pick a picture that didn't, you didn't feel represented you in the best way? If you wrote a description of yourself, would you say, hey, I'm middle-aged, going gray, slightly overweight, you know, and um, I like to go to the gym, you know, maybe once a week, but I really don't go regularly. Like you probably wouldn't portray yourself that way. And so, Think about your personal narrative and how you want to portray that LinkedIn is a platform, you know, by which obviously we're making personal connections, but you have an opportunity to present that brand that you want to put out there. And so, you know, thinking about how do you want to be seen, you know, rather than putting stuff in as a placeholder, you know, use some adjectives, describe yourself, describe what you like to do. Um, you know, business sometimes really sanitizes, you know, words that are kind of have emotional connotation, but like, you know, it's okay to say what you love. And it's okay to say what you like, you know, it's, it's okay to share what you did that really gave you like a lot of satisfaction. It helps to add the, I think the third dimension to personality. So like, you know, you look at a computer screen, it's two dimension. And the third dimension is how you describe your personal brand through imagery and words, and basically put yourself out there in, in a truthful, but best light. Yeah. So often, you know, I, I've had really good experiences working with recruiters, but I know a lot of people haven't. And so, I mean, because I, I think, you know, over the course of time, I've discovered there's a certain way to work with them. Can, can you give us some insights into how you feel uh, candidates should work with recruiters, give them some tips, not only in terms of interviewing with their potential uh, employers, but also working through you and, and how you bring value to the relationship? Yeah. So on that, there, there are really two types of search partners you're going to work with. One's the executive search firms and the other one's like contingency search firms. Executive search is, you know, highest level, it's board seats, VP level, C-level roles. So I think most people, you know, um, tuning in are going to probably, you know, were at the level that contingency recruiters worked with at one point in their career. They may not be anymore, but let me speak to that one specifically. So the recruiter is in a privileged position to give you access to a hiring team. They're also in a privileged position to bring you more than one opportunity over time from a variety of different companies rather than being an internal recruiter. So I, I say this because they don't charge you to work with them, but uh, be very um, conscious of the value that they can create for you. So when you want to work with a recruiter, transparency is key. You know, so you want to talk with them about what you um, are trying to do, where you were, ask them for tips, ask them how to, you know, you know reposition your resume but be very respectful of, of, the, of their time and also know that whatever impression you leave them with during that engagement, whether or not it's successful or not, in the future will affect how they engage with you going forward. Good recruiters by their very nature as a broker bringing two sides together are highly networked. So they're also great to basically provide re recommendations. You know, who should I talk to about this? Oh, we'll send you this way. We'll send you that way. So I think that's all from the candidate side. The other thing is, Work with people who have a great reputation, right? Because that's their currency. So they're really focused on maintaining that reputation. And then also work with more than one recruiter. 
And I don't, I'm not saying play them against each other, but again, most recruiters have a stable of clients that they work well with, the same as a law firm, the same as an you know, accountancy. So make sure you are reaching out there to establish relationships with different folks, treat those relationships as high value because they're really well-networked people and, and you'll be just fine. Austin, the market right now for talent is extremely competitive, more than I've ever seen it before. And I think companies oftentimes forget or fail to realize that they have to sell themselves as yeah. part of this process in order to be attractive to talent. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit about what some of the best companies that you see are doing in order to sell their brand and sell the opportunity, if you will, to come and, and work for them? So in this market, as you said, the hottest job market I've ever seen as well, the brands that are being successful are the ones that are acting um, with humility, you know, in terms of opening themselves up, being transparent, you know, make, and, and, rec and also respect. They're being very respectful of the candidate's time. You know, like, here's what's going to happen. You're going to talk to this person, this person, this person. We're going to do a face-to-face. -face. This will probably be how long, and is there a setting expectations? So I would say that, you know, you have um, companies that have very strong, let's say, corporate brands, but those don't always resonate with what the employer brand is. So again, so companies that have uh, positioned themselves with an employer brand, and there's a great way to kind of test this out. If you go to a website and you try to find the careers tab, most likely it's all the way on the right side or all the way at the bottom. It's in the least preferred position for talent. There is very few people, particularly in the capital equipment space of water and wastewater that are candidates, I'm sorry, I'm, customers are buying capital equipment through the website. So what's the point of your website? Is your it's not you're not selling through it right so you're yes it's a corporate brand website but your employer brand also can be communicated effectively through it and I will see companies out there that have recognized this and they've positioned uh, easier access for talent to find the opportunity that they're looking for through there so I would say that the humility aspect is is showing where companies companies are being uh, very successful transparency and making it easy for candidates to buy into the opportunity by you know not hiding you know or make it you know here's the worst thing you can do. Make it that you have to create a password to apply. <laughs> you know, like no one likes passwords. No one likes passwords. So like what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you more work with no reward first, right? So can you imagine if, you know, Amazon started requiring you to put passwords in every time you want to complete a purchase? I'm pretty sure Amazon would lose its position in the market. Take the friction out of the process. Make it easy for talent to enter the, the, the funnel and treat them with respect on that side. But yeah, there's some good companies out there doing that. But again, I think there's another point to make here. Not only is the labor market crazy, most people who are working, their work is crazy as well. And, you know, traditionally, if I was going to kind of, you know, draw a little picture here for you, you know, if this was, if this was a calendar, oh, that's interesting. If this is a calendar of like the month, right? You know, and those were the weeks that we were looking at. Most people try to fit recruit, most hiring managers, no, no offense to anybody, they try to fit recruiting in outside of their work schedule. You know, they're working 40, 50, 60 hours. And they're like, oh, I might have some time like outside of like my core responsibility. A hiring manager, part of your responsibility is hiring. Put recruiting back into your schedule. Budget 15 minutes to an hour and a half every single week to increase your capacity to take in talent, interview talent, reach out to people on LinkedIn. So that's another thing where moving away from kind of corporate brand, I would advise hiring managers to put recruiting as a dedicated amount of time into their actual schedules.
You're listening to the What Are We Talking About podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. This podcast is produced by Water Online, the leading web-based community for water and wastewater professionals, showcasing the knowledge and authority of industry thought leaders. Water Online provides actionable content from vendors you can trust. And now, back to today's podcast. So it was interesting, you mentioned the idea about a company really speaking about its reputation on its website. And one of the things I've always asked a candidate when I'm doing an initial phone interview is, do you know much about our company? And there's only one right answer. Um, I'd like to learn more, but I was on your website. Yep. And I mean, anybody that wants to go and act as a candidate for a particular company, I mean, there's so much stuff on the website in particular about their vision, about their mission is always, you know, it, it always boggles my mind if someone hasn't been on the website and they're applying for a position. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what you can glean from a company's website that as a candidate is going to really help you position yourself for that, for that job opening? Yeah. So I think that, I mean, this is a topic I could really get into, but, you know, you should be looking for every reason not to apply to a company. <laughs> you should be honestly, because ultimately you're committing your time to an organization and your time incredibly valuable. So you should be doing everything you can to basically off ramp opportunities to say, these are not right for me. When you go to a website, you're going to look at, you know, one thing you can look at is kind of tone. How do they talk about themselves? You might have somebody who's like, we're kick-ass, we're awesome, we take charge, we win. You know, a very dominant, very like intense branding message. That's okay. You have to ask yourself if that aligns with who you are and how like you like to operate. So you can't, you can't get it wrong in terms of how you're positioning, but you can get it wrong in terms of there's misalignment. So I would look at kind of tone and tenor in terms of how they're positioning themselves in the marketplace. I wouldn't be so crazy about, you know, old websites telling you the whole story. You know, there's really, really great companies that are incredibly profitable with great cultures that don't have updated websites because they're too busy taking care of their customer. Again, no one's buying, a lot of people aren't buying their solution in this business through a website, right? So they're out there, you know, they have to have a website, but they're out there. So I, I would say, maybe take it a step further. Also go to LinkedIn and look at the profiles of people that are out there. You know, are they, are they networking? Are they sharing information? Are they helpful? It's going to tell you a lot about that culture on that side. So I, I'd cast the net a little bit wider to get some more digital sources to basically assess whether or not the alignment is high regarding who you are and, and who they are. And if you think there'd be a good cultural fit. The, another way of putting this is, you know, if I go to like um, to buy a craft beer, I have found people around where I live, they share a palate with me. Right. So I know if they say they like that beer, we have a similar palate and I will like most likely like that beer as well. Same thing here. It's like, you know, if you can feel like that brand is something that you feel comfortable with, then you probably know that that's one to consider when an opportunity comes up to step forward with. Austin, a big part of your brand and the way that you operate is by being prolific is the best word I could use on social media. Are, are you talking about LinkedIn. all my kids? <laughs> maybe you're learning something from them too <laughs> yeah right right, right. one of the things i noticed is that is that as a you know as a recruiter in the industry you're sharing job postings for free yep. no expectation that the company's working for you yep. you're resharing posts from company blogs about people they've hired or maybe you know a, a 
product feature they've just released. So when I see you as a brand on LinkedIn, I see you as someone who gives, 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 and then maybe at some point you ask to receive. What can you tell to potential candidates and or businesses about using that same philosophy to sell themselves? Well, I wouldn't say it's necessarily selling myself. I would say that, you know, the best brands are, are authentic. You know, I'm, I've never met Joe Rogan, but I'm going to guess Joe Rogan is probably very similar to how he is on his podcast. You know, I, I mean, just to pick somebody that, you know, might have a lot of strong feelings about it. But I think that you are always best off serving up, you know, a big dose of authenticity in terms of who you are. So I like to be helpful. Um, it's part of like my core identity. You know, I like to create value for people. Um, I live in a world, a universe of abundance. I've never worried that there wasn't enough money out there. There wasn't enough opportunity out there. So it just seems, feels natural to me, authentically to me, to be sharing this information, putting it out there. The other thing though is, and this is very strategic, and that is recognizing that in a niche industry such as that we operate, we have to think about every single relationship as being permanent. So while we may not do business today, we may do business 10 years from now. Everything I'm doing today is building an impression in your mind regarding our reputation. You know, can we create value? Can we solve your problems? Um, so if we're always kind of pushing out there to create value for everyone, we're keeping the door open in the future for someone to step forward and say, hey, like, can you help me with this? Or I'm curious about that or whatever else. And so we do talk about it regularly here in terms of how we work every day, treat all relationships as permanent. And, and this comes into not only like being prolific in social media and sharing everything that we do, it comes down to how, what language do we use? You know, like if you need to, if you had a bad day, you know, you don't need to share that on LinkedIn. You know, you can call me and talk to me about it get it off your chest and everything will be fine because you don't want anything living out there that doesn't represent the best version of you on that side. Yeah. But, and so I think you, you mentioned, you know, as far as LinkedIn, I mean, obviously you're trying to build connections, right? You're trying to build your network so that you know more people in the industry and by putting out content, yep. that's how you attract connections, right? So, so one of the things, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, again, you said a little bit about the reputation, but the, the idea that the connections, building connections helps you build your reputation on LinkedIn. And then for a recruiter, that person can start to, to, to look at who you know, who yeah. knows you and, and go from there. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, that, that strategy. So like in terms of building connections out there? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at a personal level, um, I kind of think about it this way. Um, you don't know if we just meet for the first time, you don't know it, but you know, five years from now, we're going to be friends. And that's an important thing to me. So not to be transactional, to build genuine relationships. It doesn't mean that we're talking, you know, on the phone and it doesn't mean you're coming over to my house for dinner, but like I can be more than a transactional partner, you know, um, as we navigate this thing called life. So when you think about the connections and, and the value that comes from certainly as a broker-based business, bringing two sides together, the size of your network, the freshness of your network creates explicit value. There's no doubt about that at all. But in terms of those connections, if you don't get anything back out of it, you got to be honest with yourself about this, you, then making that investment would feel like a waste of time. I get a lot of value out, out of that. So if you value kind of these interpersonal connections you're going to, and you put it out there, you're going to get paid back 10 times what you invest. I mean, I had an experience of getting on a plane years ago and I was walking down the aisle and this guy looks up to me, he's like, Austin. And I looked down and I had no idea who this was. And he's like, you know, I'm so-and-so. And, you know, a couple of years ago, you placed me with this company and I came to the United States. Um, I've been promoted. My wife and I got married. We bought a house. 
And we have you to thank for bringing that opportunity to us. And I mean, if even talking about now, it like, you know, generates a lot of a strong, strong emotions. Um, but I can, I can look at careers that were made from bringing, and I mean, when you work with somebody who's right out of school, you know, and, and you help them find their first job, and then you see their career progress, that's an immensely satisfying feeling. So if you, if you think about it, and you do like to see others succeed, and you like to see them grow, you realize that a lot of the value you are creating is through your connections is being able to facilitate that. I, another example was um, I saw someone uh, on LinkedIn, I talked to somebody um, who at first I had connected with on LinkedIn, but I talked to them subsequently and they're looking to relocate. And you might've seen this post recently. They're looking to move to Houston. I talked to this gentleman time after time, they put in offers and they, 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 you know, they couldn't find a house. So he was wondering, you know, what do I do about my, 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 my role? You know, I need to make this move. I don't know if this is gonna, if this can happen, right? And I was like, hey, man, let me reach out to my network. Let me help you find a realtor. Let me see if I have a friend who has a house. And by the way, if anyone out there has a house open in Houston, you know, three or four <laughs> bedrooms, get a hold of me. So this guy, this guy's at a career transition where he's got a, you know, a, 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 you know, a family. Uh, they're in, they're, he's trying to do a good thing in his work. He doesn't know if he can make this move. So it's like, if we can help him find a house through our network, leverage our network, has nothing to do with recruiting, right? He's going to have a problem of his satisfied, he's going to remember that probably, probably for a very, very long time. And he may not remember it even your, you know, long time from, I may not know exactly how the experience took place, but he'll remember feeling a certain way about how, you know, we helped that person. And I try to talk with the team the whole time, create that value. It doesn't really take a lot of time. A lot of it is just basically saying like, Hey, I'm a link in this greater chain, you know, and, and I'm doing this thing. And if it can solve someone's problem, it's great. So yeah, I believe that, you know, everyone, I believe that everyone shouldn't be afraid of connecting and, and being responsive when someone has a need, because you don't have to worry about someone sucking down all your time. And I've seen this on, on, from executives, and I'd like to talk about this really quickly. The best executives I have ever worked with always made time, like made time for everybody, always made time. It was remarkable. The other executives who, you know, maybe got to like the highest level and were, were really good, like with some of the technical skills of what they did, you know, whatever their functional area was, who don't make time, their career seems to stall out, you know? So this is completely in self-interest on this side, right? Make that time through your connections, create value for those people, and you'll get paid back 10 times, whatever you put in. Austin, we're coming up on the end of the show. We try yeah. to keep it between 20 to 30 minutes, which is yeah. unbelievable. This has been, yeah. this is breeze by, which is fantastic. And we have one final question for you, which is our infamous airplane banner question. Okay. So we, Jim and I have hired an airplane that has a banner on the back of it. We're going to come pick you up and fly you around the world yeah. in front of the home of every water professional. What would you want the banner on that back of the plane to say? I believe in you. I believe in you. Whatever you're doing today, I believe in you. I have found no greater Superman serum, Superwoman serum out there than telling someone that you believe in them. And I believe in them. Keep doing what they're doing. Know that somebody believes in you. That's what it would say. Awesome. That's fantastic. And, and a lot of value here. Um, you know, like I said, I picked up a lot of good information from you over the years, how to work better with recruiters. And it's really enhanced my career. And I'm sure that the audience is going to gain as much value as I have with our time together. So thanks again. Yeah, yeah. And if anyone ever needs anything, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'll try and help you in any way. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you to Water Online. Thank you guys so much for this. This has been awesome. Really appreciate it.